0: Welcome to Thrive Radio, expert, visionary, and innovative business, life, and relationship advice to live a life of doing the impossible with your host, Amy Montgomery.
1: Welcome to Thrive Radio. I'm your host, Amy Montgomery, entrepreneur and digital marketing agency owner. Today, my guest is Lauren Kornacek. She is an executive coach, life strategist, and speaker empowering ambitious women who are feeling stuck and unfulfilled to find clarity and create a life they love. Lauren, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So can you share your journey with us in creating your business and how you became a coach? Sure. So I grew up in corporate America. I worked in finance
0: for over 10 years at Goldman Sachs. And although it was a wonderful experience, I eventually, like so many others, experienced burnout. So I made the very difficult decision to leave. And to be quite honest, I wasn't 100% sure what I was going to do next. I had enrolled in school and I thought that was the path I was going to go. Decided not to do that. Did a few different things. And I did launch a business at that time. It was totally different than this. And I hired a business coach because I knew that I had no idea what I was doing. Well, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately... Within the weeks of me hiring her, me and my former husband got separated. When she jumped onto that first call and said, hey, Lauren, what do you want to talk about? I really did not care about my business. My life was a mess. I had just moved home with my parents, with my two dogs. I was living in my childhood bedroom. It was not pretty. But in the next three, four months that I worked with her, she uncovered so so much in me. I had such an amazing transformation. She showed me things that I was doing that were getting in my way that I had never even, they were not even on my radar. I had no idea. And consequently, it was both in work and my relationship. It was the same things that were getting me hung up. So in those four months, my life, I I love her to this day, my life transformed. And from there on, I was like, there's a lot of other people that need this kind of support and I want to go help other women. It's funny because I always kind of want to be a therapist. <laughs> so I think once I had this amazing transformative coaching experience, I knew that I wanted to be a coach f- specifically for ambitious women who are doing everything quote unquote, right. Following the rules set out by society. And yet they wake up and they're just not happy. And I knew that 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 was my calling. Those are the people that I really focus on supporting.
1: Yeah. It's amazing how much your internal world affects even your level of success. And we put so much on our skill, so much weight on our skill and how great we are as far as what we can actually do. And it's 90% is all internal and you don't even realize it. Right. Absolutely.
0: And everything you said, it all feeds into each other. Yeah. If you're miserable in your marriage, your career is going to suffer. If you're miserable in your career, your marriage is going to suffer. It's figuring out how to gain that balance and most importantly, finding out what are the things I'm doing here that are contributing? Not that it's our fault, nothing that, but yeah. that's what we can control, right? Is ourselves. Yeah. So we have those aha moments and realize, oh, that's the thing I always do. And it's not helping me. Yeah. Then we can start to make some shifts.
1: Yeah, definitely. So what's an indicator that it's time to leave a high performance job onto something new? I love that question. I would say some of the red flags. These are very
0: tangible. If you're crying on your way to work on a regular basis, it's a red flag. And maybe not that you should leave, but you should really start to think about what you want. If you're crying, if you're waking up sunday morning and dreading the idea of going back to the office on monday that's a red flag if you're just starting not to care anymore if you're really detached from the job in a way that's not serving you right in a way that you show up and if you do a good job great and if you don't great that's another another red flag you should probably look out for and then i would say the biggest one and this one is very common i see it all the time i experienced it myself is if you're having physical or mental anguish over the job. I was having panic attacks for a period. I ended up on antidepressants. I ended up with an autoimmune disease from the stress. My entire team had these weird rashes everyone was breaking out in and digestive issues. We were having physical reactions to the stress we were enduring every day. That's a red flag. Not that you should quit, but you should just start asking yourself some questions about what you really want and figuring out what's next.
1: How does someone who is in the finance industry transition to a new career without losing what they've worked so hard for? That is such a good question. I think that was
0: one of my biggest fears, right? I had worked 10 years at this premier firm. I felt all the knowledge I had was very specific to the company that I was at. I felt I was throwing it all away. I think the thing everyone needs to realize is that you acquire so many skills in your career. Maybe you're learning how to think outside the box. Maybe you're learning how to enter a board meeting and advocate for your ideas with senior management. You're learning how to effectively communicate. You're learning, you're definitely learning leadership, maybe good leadership, maybe bad leadership, but you're learning about leadership. So you have all these different pieces that's just scratching the surface. And all of that knowledge is going to help you in your next role. It may not look exactly the same, but you're going to use those skills anywhere you go. So it's not, you're throwing it away. It's just that you're building on it and making a pivot in a different direction that you can still use everything you've learned. If I didn't have those, those 10 years in corporate America, I wouldn't be where I am today. That was just my,
1: my jumping off place. And it definitely teaches you how to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. And you know, sure. yeah, because you can't, I think, I, I think back and it's, you have to go out and network and find the relationships and find the connections. They don't tell you that you've got to do that, but you've got to do that. And you've got to find the right projects and network in order to find those projects. And it's the same type of thing with entrepreneurship. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's, you figure it out as you go. Mm-hmm. It's navigating those relationships, right? Yeah. When you
0: have a team, everybody's got a different personality. Different things motivate everybody, but over time you learn what makes people tick. So then if you do end up being an entrepreneur, you're kind of doing the same thing. You're figuring out, okay, this is what makes this person excited. This is what makes that person excited and adjusting accordingly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So When you're ambitious and you're working and at first it feels amazing, but then eventually it easily turns to burnout. Mm -hmm. Is that a good enough reason to move to a new career or what should they, you could be considering at that point? So I would say the short answer is no,
0: it's not, that's not the first step, at least to move to a new career. I think if you're experiencing burnout, that takes some self-reflection on saying, Hey, what's missing here. And m- most of the time, what I see is it's a lack of boundaries. So work will always take from us, right? Especially if you're working in some of these big corporate firms, they're never going to say, Oh, at six o'clock, go home. If you have work to do, you're probably going to stay because everyone else is staying and just that, that pressure to do what's expected of you and to make everyone happy and kind of that people pleasing thing, but also to, to thrive. Right. So I think putting boundaries into place where says, Hey, work is really important to me. I'm going to say from nine to six, right. Work is really important to me. I want to be the best in my career or from six to say 10 that's family time. And Work doesn't get that part of my life. They don't get my attention between those hours. I think that's one way that you can help to counter the burnout. The other part is just finding out what makes you tick, what makes you happy and doing more of that. So if you love socializing with your friends, make it happen, get it on the calendar. If that means you have to work, leave work early or go into work late, so be it, let it happen. But that's how you're going to, Help counter the burnout. But also, without that, you're just going to find a new job and have burnout there. Mm -hmm. So, it's our personal choices that are going to make all of the difference. One thing I just want to add I had this realization this week. Unfortunately, my father is in the hospital. He just had heart surgery. And even though I'm an entrepreneur now, I still have that. I, I work a lot. I'm always busy doing different things, hanging out with friends, doing whatever. And all of a sudden, he's in the hospital. So, I've been to the hospital every day, sat with him for hours every day. And it's just funny how when emergencies happen, all of a sudden we find the time. When emergencies happen, all of a sudden you can reschedule the client appointment. You can postpone that really important prospect call. You can make everything wait because you have something urgent. But if we can make it wait for the urgent things, why can't we also make it wait on occasion when things aren't an emergency? Yeah. Like it just kind of shows that we have more control than we think, but sometimes we need that emergency to almost put things in perspective to say, oh no, I need to be at the hospital now and not working, but it doesn't need to get there. We can just go to happy hour because we want to <laughs> not because, not because something, you know, crazy happened.
1: Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. I think it's so important to remind yourself of that and, and just take ownership of it. I did that yesterday. I was like, oh, today I'm not working. Yeah and left. And I went and bought some fruit trees and I went and uh, got some yogurt and just took a break. Yeah, And, and then I was like, Oh, I forgot what is to live life. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Cause it's so easy to get in that rat race. Right. It is. It is. Yeah.
0: It's just, it's creating that balance and focusing on the things important to us right now, get outside, get some fresh hair, even if it's 10 minutes. Yeah, really carving out that space and taking ownership for yourself and doing the things that make you happy.
1: Yeah. So how can you change your lifestyle to live off of less and to be happy? I to say,
0: I think the one thing is slow down long enough to even know what you want, really focus on what you want your day to look like instead of just kind of catching up all the time and being reactive to the things that get thrown your way. Being more intentional about it and really being present and having gratitude for the things you do have. So, you mentioned like living, having less, just having gratitude for the things you do have and loving the things you do have. And then you don't need all the other things because the stuff that you have is really the thing that's going to get you excited and fill your cup.
1: How have you helped women in their transitions in marriage? Because you've gone through that. And I know that you kind of help people with that. What are some ways that you support them? So marriage is,
0: it's an interesting thing, right? Everybody's marriage is different. Everybody's view on their marriage is different. A lot of what I find is the complaints that people come to me with aren't really the thing. It usually goes a level deeper. So maybe it's that, oh, my husband's not helping out or doing enough, but a lot of times it'll be, I don't, I feel he doesn't see me because he's not helping. I feel he doesn't appreciate me. Because he's not helping. So a lot of the work I do when I'm working with someone who's transitioning in their marriage or their relationship is really getting to the core of what is the thing that has you unhappy and seeing if we can address that. I would say about half of the the people I work with ends up staying in their marriage and the other half do not. And it's funny, I can't, I can never predict which ones, which way it's going to go. I really can't. My job is more to ask the questions to help them find the clarity they need to make an empowered decision. So it's, I've been there. So I think I really empathize with what they're going through and remembering what it's to have all that noise in your head, Mm -hmm. all the shoulds, all the, I don't want to look bad or we don't have divorce in my family. I don't want to be the first. I mean, I, for me, I was always high achieving. I did everything again, quote unquote, right. I didn't want to have this mark on my resume that I was divorced. I just didn't want that. Now it's now I'm almost proud of it because I'm like, yeah, I went through this and I made an empowered decision that that was not the life I wanted. And I created something new. Yeah. So it's taking ownership of that relationship. What's your part in it and seeing what you can do to help move it in a direction that really serves you, whether that's closer together or further apart. And for me now, I am remarried. I got married um, August 2020. And we have such a strong relationship because my last relationship was not strong. So really learning from that negative experience and turning it into a positive. And for both me and my new husband, that is such a priority for both of us because we both know what it's to have it the other way. That we just, we put each other first. We prioritize each other we truly appreciate each other and respect each other in a way that I never had before. So even if you go through the, the icky parts, okay, but what's the opportunity here? What can we learn from it? And then yeah. applying to what you want.
1: Yeah, that's definitely the key. What you can learn from it. Cause you, you think about it. There are a lot of people out there that go through something like that. And then they choose not to look at themselves and how they need to transform themselves mm-hmm. when relationships is a loudspeaker of all of everything that you need to work on. It could be yes. even your friendships, when you're getting, you get close to somebody as a friend, it's still, there's levels of things that they've got to deal with and you deal with. And it's that irony, sharpening iron
0: and remembering that we're all different and that's good. Yeah. So the way we may not be super critical of a friend that does things differently for whatever re- reason, we're more critical of our partner. But remembering they're their own person who has their own way of doing things. And trust me, I don't love it all the time. (laughs) But now I have the um, self-awareness to know, okay, he likes to do it that way. And I'm just going to respect that because he is perfectly capable of making his own decisions. Even if I don't always agree. (laughs) Also, just a little to plant a seed. If you keep having the same thing coming up, that's because it hasn't been addressed in in a way that's going to like have lasting results, right? So if you and your partner keep arguing over the same thing, then you haven't been able to have a conversation where you really truly have a meeting of the minds where you both can understand each other's perspective and then kind of leave it there and move forward together. So the universe keeps giving you the same challenge until you learn how to to get through it instead of skirting around it or over it or under it. You got to go through it to get to the other side. Can you share some of your client success stories with us? Sure. I think just that simple question is, can be life-changing because so often we try to get the good grades in high school. Then depending on the family, right? Maybe you go off to college, you get the good job, you buy the house, you get the partner, all the different things, never really slowing down long enough to say, Hey, what do I want? Truly deeply want in my soul. What do I want my lifestyle to look like? So that's what I help to empower my clients with. That being said, I had a client who was working in this job that was just not, it wasn't challenging her. It wasn't exciting her. It was just easy. And she was ready to move on, but kind of nervous too. Well, she ends up getting laid off. They had cuts. They're downsizing. They have cuts. And so we got to really go deep and hey, what do you want next? So she put it all down on paper. She didn't even really formally interview she didn't want to do the LinkedIn thing. She didn't want to do the indeed.com. So instead she just called people she knew in all different realms. It was like, Hey, how are you? How's your job going? She got more and more information on these jobs and she kind of made mental notes on which one sounded interesting just on her own, right? Doing her own research. When she found one she liked, she, she knew now exactly what she wanted. So she made the ask and she's like, Hey, are there any openings there? There was. She went and I think it was, it was one day of interviews and got the job, wow. but it was amazing how she manifested it just by knowing this is what I want. This is how much I want to make this. These are how many days I want off. These are how many days we got want to commute. It was just very crystal clear. And it almost felt like it came out of the sky because it was such an easy process for her. That was one. I think another one is helping people to put those boundaries in place so that they don't feel resentful. So I've seen it. Like the client story here is kind of general, but many different people are just improving their marriages because all of a sudden that strong independent woman says, Hey partner, this is what I need. Can you help me with this? And having that moment of vulnerability and saying, I can't do everything. Like that doesn't make me weak. That just makes me human. I need help has completely transformed so many relationships.
1: If you were able to give yourself one piece of advice when you first started out, what would it be? It's a two parter. The first one is what do you want?
0: So what do you want your life to look like? And the second one is what do you think? There's plenty of people out there telling us how to think, how to feel. You turn on the news, they'll give you their opinions on everything. And we, we drink it up, right? Mm-hmm. Taking a step back and saying, wait, do I really think that? Do I really believe that? What's the information here? Kind of seeing where you stand. And I guess, okay, I'm going to add a third. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I don't follow rules. well. The third would be knowing the power of possibility. So if family time is really important to you, but your career in finance, where you work 60 hours a week is really important to you. Well, how can we get creative and make it worth it work that you get both? So forget the traditional, we work nine to six and that like, well, maybe there's a different structure that works better for you. So just getting really creative and throwing stuff at the wall, seeing what sticks and what feels good for you, what fills you up at the end of the day
1: and then making it happen that way. That's good. So can you share a little bit about the, your programs and how people can work with you? Sure. Absolutely. The way I'm supporting people right now is two different ways. The first one
0: is through private one-on-one coaching. The program is four months long and we meet three times per month. So once a week, and that program is really great. It's very customized depending on the client and what they're going through at that time. We dive into professional, we dive into personal, we talk about all of it. It's a lot of fun. And then the other way is in my group coaching mastermind. So this is a container I've created. It's really small and intimate max five people where we meet every single week for one hour. Everything is over zoom, everything I do, but we meet for one hour a week. And it's really to help just gain that clarity in life, help to create more fun and joy all while also having a successful career and accomplishing all of the things that are important to them. So that just launched two weeks ago. It has been so much fun so far. I absolutely love it. The group is so special and just feeds off each other in the most beautiful way. So we've been having
1: a lot of fun playing in that new space. So if there is somebody listening, Lauren, and they'd love to work with you, what's the best way to contact you? Sure. The best
0: way to contact me is through my email. So it's coaching at laurenhornacek.com. The spelling and all that will be in the show notes. Um, The other way to reach out to me is either on Instagram or my website is fine too. The website is laurenhornichek.com. And then my Instagram is create an intentional life.
1: Perfect. I'll put all those links down below. Thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your expertise. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Yeah. And if you're listening, you want more information about this podcast and upcoming shows, you can visit a call to thrive.com. Thank you, everyone, and have a wonderful week.